Hey, welcome into episode 46 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I am here again with Jordan. Josh is out uh, sick still. He's dealing with his sick daughter still. So it's just the two of us holding it down again for another episode, but he'll be back soon. Yes, yes, he will. What's up, Brandon? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing really good. It was a it was a good work week and you know, it just feels feels good heading into pivotal pivotal week. Um it's winter yeah, go Monday, home for us. Monday was rough coming off the long weekend for me, but the rest of the week shaped out pretty well. So uh yeah, I'm uh, I agree. I'm Monday was and, rough. and and uh, you know, I got I got some necessary wins last Sunday. So uh, going into this week, needing to get some wins, trying to make the playoffs, it's exciting. Yeah, it's a winner go home for like four teams, five, five teams actually. Yeah, uh, it's gonna cause... come down to who wins and loses this week, and what the points look like after that shakes out. So yeah, I need a uh... I need the biggest miracle of my life, but you know, I'm not statistically eliminated yet but no and i'm not that far ahead of you in points so yeah it's gonna be an interesting one for sure i'm i, I can't really wait for Sunday. i can't wait two days i can't and, either it's exciting and then the playoffs wow. start i had to switch out my tight end in that league because uh and joku was declared out which actually i forgot to put that in the daily roundabout so i'll add that That's now, actually, but, yeah uh, that, that one kind of came out of nowhere yeah, like I, I didn't even realize that he was battling anything. Yeah, um, it, it was surprising for me because he played last week and he was coming off injury. And so just to, to have him go back out is not a good sign. And I probably, you know, wouldn't expect to see him next week either. So I'd just start trying to make long term plans if you were, uh, you know, if you've been playing in Joku. I threw him in my IR just in case. And, I, you know, I didn't have anybody else in there right now. So, um, but. Yeah, I don't I don't really expect him to play much over the next couple of weeks, I don't think. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we're just going to we'll just keep moving around moving with this uh daily roundabout here. Um a few other players that have been ruled out. Mike Williams has been ruled out officially. Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Tony, he really can't stay on a field. It's crazy. Um KJ Hamler has also been ruled out. Uh Justin Fields was a full participant in practice on Friday, and it looks like he has no designation going into Sunday, so he should be good to go. I don't know why they're rolling him out there again, but, you know, he's he's ready to go. Uh, Trevor Simeon is having season-ending oblique surgery. He suffered that injury in the pregame warm-ups of the game the uh, last, last week, I believe. Yeah, the yeah. week that they filled in for Fields. Uh, so Nathan Peterman will be the backup for Fields if he ends up coming out of the game. Um, Raheem Mostert is off the injury report, so uh, they will have both running backs, Mostert and Jeff Wilson, for this game. I think they're going to need both. Uh, that San Francisco defense is so good. Um, I'm curious yeah, to is. see what happens with that game. Uh, I just have to say, though, that watching the the clips that I see of the coach and like Tua, the coach and like the players and stuff. And then I saw one today. He was like, call me crazy, but I think I'm going to call all pass plays this entire drive. And he calls 11 straight pass plays against a, <laughs> against a team that you should be running the ball against. Like, you know, they're playing Houston. You should just be running all over them. He's like, I'm going to call every pass play 11 straight pass plays. Like the guy's just crazy, but like he likes to have fun with it. And it's, 
It's he cool does. to see. He does. They're obviously having fun out there and it's been effective, whatever they're doing. So, you know, um, it, it's a tough defense this week, but it is, it's an exciting game. And one of those, you know, like something's got to give. Is it going to be the Niners defense or is it going to be their the Miami offense? So we'll see what happens, but I'm I'm definitely excited for that one as well. Yeah, one other one I saw this one was really funny, but Zach sent it to me and it was uh, uh, the tight end like broke a tackle and he 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 walks up to the tight end. And he goes, uh, you know, that that play that you just did right there where like the guy tried to tackle you, but like you didn't let him do it. He's like, that was that was really cool. And he's like, yeah, like <laughs> the, the broken tackle. He's like, yeah. Keep doing that this year. I like that. <laughs> it's like it's like the best thing ever. Like he's totally just having fun with it, you know. Like you can tell he's a player's coach, but like he's being successful with it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, lo- I I love to see it. Um, Jerry Judy is back at practice, but he is still has a questionable tag going into Sunday. So keep an eye on that. Um, Cortland Sutton also has a questionable tag on for Sunday. He's dealing with a, a pretty bad stomach bug, I guess. He hasn't wasn't able to practice uh, today, so keep an eye on that as well. Um, I actually picked up Greg Dulcich in our league of record as a possible pivot if like all the wide receivers are out. It may be the only option for us. Not that he really throws a lot or very good right now, but it's an option. Excuse me. Um, Jamar Chase is trending towards playing on Sunday. Uh, I have heard that it might be some limited snaps, though. He made it sound in his last press conference when he was describing the injury and things like that. He had said, um, you know, I won't really know how it is till I get out there and it'll be good to get a few reps in. So I'm not sure if he's going to play or be on a snap count or what. But, um, you know, while, while we're I guess while we're just talking about it, like, are you starting him this week? That's tough. Uh, if we expect he'll be on a snap, like I'm going to wait and see what more news comes out. You know, if, if it, if there's news heading into the weekend that like, yeah, he's going to be on a snap count or anything like that. Or if, a, you know, if there's comments from the coach or anything leading to that uh, conclusion, then yeah, I'm just going to continue to monitor the situation. Cause that's worrisome. Yeah. That, that but you'd is, that's also how I feel have- too. You'd have to think, though, that if they're going to put him out there on a snap count, that while he's out there, they're going to try and use him. And you know that it's like one play for Chase could could make the week. So, yeah, he could have like a 40 percent targets per route run, you know, 40, 50 percent targets per route run exactly. out there, you know. So, yeah, that, that is something. And, and he could just break one off, you know, and have a 50 yard touchdown. I mean, it's easy for him to do so. He has done a ton in his career and I. Uh, but it's it's definitely something to monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee Harris says that he will play on Sunday. Really funny. So uh, Warren practiced all week, limited, limited, full practice, and he's going into the weekend with a questionable tag. Najee was limited participant, limited pr- participant, did not practice, and he has no designation going into Sunday. I don't <laughs> understand it at all, but Najee, I guess, is good to go. Um uh, are you worried? What well, is he in your lineup? I mean, it's it's hard to bench him. He's going to get the workload, especially without a designation. He's in my lineup right now, but I'm heavily considering starting Rashad White over him if Fournette's not going to play. Who's Tampa Bay play this week? I can't remember. 
let's see. Oh, they're the Monday night game against the Saints at home. That's a big game, too. I mean, White could see a lot of utilization in that game. I could see that, actually. Uh, I don't think that's I, a bad pivot. I also have, and other people may have as well, um, oh, who is uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Oh, see, Joe I really Mixon, actually like that. If Joe Mixon is still in concussion protocol, which he is currently, then he's also a potential pivot. I'm just... I'm definitely not confident in starting Najee. So if I if have, if I have a good option, yeah, yeah, if you have other options, like just this is a week where you may want to just try looking somewhere else. You know, we'll we've, we've seen Najee struggle. Because I'm going to ask kind of that, uh, like where the line is for you, I guess, like as far as who you would pivot to. Yeah, I mean, we saw earlier in the year, too, Najee struggle when he wasn't getting the full workload when Warren was there, and it sounds like Warren's going to be there. So, you know, that's also... We saw when Najee was hurt, too. You know, he was only averaging 8 to 10 fantasy points a game. Like, is that what we're going to see again? And this is such a pivotal week for so many people. You know, a lot of people, it's, you know, going into the playoffs or getting close to starting the playoffs, you know, so you got to make a big choice on on who to start and sit. And Yeah, the Steelers play at the Falcons 10 a.m., so you kind of have to make your decision by Saturday night or wake up early Sunday morning and make that pivot. So um, yeah. I will definitely be thinking about it tonight and tomorrow and probably making a decision before, you know, t- sometime tomorrow night before I go to bed. It is a pretty decent matchup too, so that's what makes it even harder to pivot. Is like they can run on Atlanta, you know, yeah. And I think well, that they'll be getting into the red zone, and and we got to remember there's going to be twenty sleeper alerts at a, like one a.m. tomorrow night. So yeah, yeah, 100%. you know, so that'll I'll, I'll wait to see what those say. I'll be up definitely before the games kick off at 10 and if it turns out that yeah Mixon's not going to play I think Samaje Piran's a really good play in that case and I, that's probably who I'd go with otherwise Rashad White is looking pretty good so yeah um Doug Peterson coach of the Jaguars says that Travis Etienne is good to go this weekend he was cleared to return last week but they held him out as like a precaution um to make sure he was going to be ready to go this week really really like him this week uh against detroit um yeah i think he i think he could be in for a pretty big game i tried to get him into my dfs lineup but i just couldn't make it work this week um but i, I really really like him this week uh, michael carter is also doubtful for sunday um are you rolling the dice anywhere with the jets running back position then because we have no idea who's really going to take that role. Um, I'm going to roll the dice in certain situations. Like we're going to talk later about Zonovan Knight uh, in our, in let's talk about flex baby, but he's also in my DFS lineup this week. So in a situation like that, yes, in a situation like league of, you know, our league of record where, or, you know, I, I'm much more confident in a lot of these other potential streaming waiver wire options than I am in my the, in Zonovan Knight. So, like, I'd way rather play Samaj P. Ryan. I'd way rather play, um, 
you know, like a Brian Robinson who who may be like your third or fourth running back if you have, you know, if you had good running backs from the draft and grabbed a guy like that off waivers earlier on in the year. So there's different there's a lot of different scenarios there. And I think Zonovan Knight's kind of at the back end of what I'd want to play. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I like that. Okay. All right, well, let's hop into the Thursday night recap. Uh, Bills won the game 24-10 to 10 over the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots' lone touchdown was caught by a DB that was his very first offensive snap was caught and taken in for a touchdown. Um, very Patriots. Actually, probably one of the most mind-blowing things. It, he was not on... Uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or anything as a touchdown scorer like option, but on the website Stake, uh, he was, and someone actually had a ten dollar bet on him to be the first touchdown scorer in the game, huh. and it was plus fifteen thousand. That's so crazy. How he even knew that person was going to be one in the game um is kind of crazy because i didn't know like no one had like really could have known that he was going to be taking offensive snaps this week and you know all of that stuff but it, it the well i mean a few people could took have off yeah <laughs> i mean he he took off he looked it, it was quick um it was it was pretty impressive touchdown i'm not gonna lie um pretty down game for josh allen in terms of fantasy i mean he did what they had to do to win the game. Um, eight carries for only 20 yards on the ground. I was shocked by this. I, I'm not going to lie. I did have a bet on him over 44 and a half rushing yards. I was pretty surprised um, how few rushing yards he had. He threw for 223 yards and two touchdowns. And he also had a fumble. Um, Ramondre Stevenson had a pretty down game. Uh, 10 for 54 on the ground. Uh, but at the end, like the last drive of the game, he was six for eight, uh, for 24 yards. Uh, he also did fumble early in the game. The first fumble went toward Mac Jones instead of toward him. Uh, so kind of got lucky there and dodged a bullet, but pretty down game for him as well. Diggs just continues his terror on the league, uh, seven for nine for 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, mediocre game for Gabe Davis, two for seven for 15 yards and a touchdown. He still continues to get those red zone targets though. So he still is a threat, but he's just not getting the yardage to really go with it. So you're only getting about anywhere from six to eight points a game. Not really what you would want out of uh, someone that you're starting at a, as a wide receiver two or even a flex option. Um, I, McKenzie though, continues doing, you know, good things in a PPR game format he's looking pretty good right now uh five for five for 44 yeah. yards um really like what i'm seeing out of him uh as of late so do the uh, bills and so does josh allen he's uh you know getting a lot of those like hunter renfro type targets where you know it's third down they need somebody to move the chains they go to mckenzie uh yeah these you quick know, dig- slants and yeah, Diggs is going to continue to obviously dominate targets there. Diggs is one of the best receivers in football, but but Isaiah McKenzie's a nice little second option as a as a uh, possession type guy to keep moving the chains and keep the offense going. So um, I think he's, he's kind of gaining confidence. Yeah, know? and I think he's kind of filling that role that we saw like Dawson Knox kind of have last year. Um, 
and so yeah i think you know and 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 we've seen um in the past cole beasley had that role and and so i think he's really taking that type of role over and that can be a productive role especially in a ppr league uh and half ppr standard it's going to be a little tough because the yardage isn't going to be massive um and, there's and the not, touchdowns aren't always going to be there for him. Yeah, he's shown a little bit of a propensity for touchdowns. So I, I think he's not, you know, terrible in that department. But I also don't think we're really going to see like double digit touchdowns out of him next year or anything crazy like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely on the lower side. But in a full PPR, he's a pretty solid like wide receiver three that you can slot into your lineup and and expect a pretty safe floor and if he catches a touchdown you got a really nice week yeah what a beautiful word by the way propensity i love Thank that. you wait that was nice <laughs> that was very she caught me off guard there it's perfect uh another uh surprising for me but we've seen it starting to you know tip this way but james cook 14 for 64 rushing six for six receiving for 41 yards um 43% snap share. He looked really good. Yes. Um, he just continues to look better each week. And I think we're slowly starting to see it tipping towards him. Singletary is still holding on. He was 13 for 51. He did get the the goal line work there and caught the got the touchdown, but he was over two receiving. And they were two really bad drops, like wide open. Could have went for some yardage, like pretty bad drops. He had a 40, 44% snap share, but um, I think we could start seeing more James Cook as the season goes on. I, I think they're agree. starting to gain more confidence in him. They're definitely going to use him in, excuse me, sorry. Uh, they're definitely going to use him in any like close game kind of situations where they need that extra pass catching option because he's obviously better than Devin Singletary is in that in that facet. Uh, Naeem Hines, you know, he only got uh, two targets on the week and wasn't all that involved. So I'm not very worried about him. I'm not sure why they went and traded for him when they have James Cook and he looks good, and especially in that department going six of six. So uh, and he's getting more carries. Um, I, you know, in the first half, he really seemed to be outworking Devin Singletary and Singletary kind of caught up in the second half. So uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see Cook really take over a, like a full workload. I think they're going to continue to split, but he definitely seems to be the most explosive guy there. And if they're going to have like, a you know, 50-50 split on the carries and then Cook's going to get almost all the receiving work, that's a nice roll on a good offense. It reminds me a lot of the Ramondre and Damian Harris type role, but Cook is also just as good of a rusher. So he's getting both of those utilizations. And we're actually seeing, you know, for the first time, I think in this game, we saw the Bills using the run game properly. Like I I actually said that in the chat. I was like, imagine if they actually continue to use this run game. Like they ran down the clock. They did what they were supposed to do and they took care of the ball and they didn't even give the Patriots a chance to even try and come back in this game. 29 carries for running backs like that's got to be their highest total for the last two years, probably. Yeah, it was it was impressive to see. And they trusted the running backs with the ball and they were getting first downs like they were running hard. And toward the end of that game, both these running backs did what they had to do. Yep. And 
it really helped Josh Allen hurt Josh Allen for fantasy, but it helped the bills really take care of this game. So in a game that honestly, like they didn't have to win this game, but like this was an important game for them considering what this division is actually looking like for them. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think, and it helps them protect Josh Allen heading into the playoffs where maybe you will need Josh Allen to run more, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're going to be coming up against some really good run defenses. So, yes. Yeah. The playoffs are going to be a whole different ball game. So, um, all right, well, uh, let's talk about flex, baby. Let's talk about flex, baby. We got to really get a drop on that. We, I, yeah, love, I love, I do love you singing it though. So like, I'm okay. With this. <laughs> it's like, better with me and Josh, but we have to be in the same room because otherwise yeah. it doesn't sync up. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do love it though. But, um, well, we touched base a little bit on the Najee and Jalen Warren situation. Um, basically it's, you know, if, if, if Najee's playing, I mean, essentially you, you kind of got to get him in your lineup over Warren, in my opinion, because he's going to get a majority of the work. Definitely. So, yeah. If Najee ends up being a supply surprise scratch though, I think Warren's a great start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much more interested in playing Warren. If Najee doesn't start than I am in playing Najee. If they're both playing. Mm hmm. And I and if they're both playing, there's no like I'm definitely not starting Warren. Yeah, I'm so, I'm right there. But yep, yeah, I, I, I don't. I just I worry about Najee being banged up, and uh, you know, Falcons Rundy isn't anything impressive, so they might be able to get it done on the ground. But the Steelers' offensive line has you know has been really rough this year. Uh, it's part of the struggles, and so that's mm-hmm. that's not going to be fixed in this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about the other side then, the Patterson and Cordero Patterson and, and Algier side. Are like I don't I don't know that I really like honestly have confidence in either one this week. Like I know a lot of people drafted Patterson are probably gonna start Patterson, but like I don't know if I have confidence in Algier this week. Like at all. Yeah, because of how much better the Steelers defense is with lot we've talked about that and i'm worried about these guys i'd definitely rather start patterson because like they trust him more in the goal line and uh he got some some nice uh utilization in the passing game recently so i'd be more interested in patterson i would definitely shy away from algier in this game yeah i'm kind of the same way and then what about like you know the george pickens deontay johnson type I wouldn't side. play Deontay. I don't think you can yeah. play Deontay. Maybe in a full PPR you can, but even still, like he's not the last like four weeks, he hasn't surpassed like 50 yards. Um, he's had some pretty down games. He's still getting the targets, but they're not all like catchable targets. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's uh, now Pickens, though. I mean, that dude can just, he can do anything he has these amazing catches he's each week and he could you know get into the end zone so i don't i don't think you can go wrong starting pickens this week i don't think so either i would much rather especially start against pickens. atlanta yeah he, he so. can make it happen real quick in one play and he gets those downfield targets which is why he's making these incredible catches every week so uh yeah we just gotta hope he doesn't like that he can just stay healthy and not have the issues that guys like Mike Williams have when they're, you know, making these incredible diving catches downfield. So, um, 
but yeah, I think his is a little different. It's very body control rather than like these huge leaping dives, you know? So, yeah. um, I'm, I love, I love George Pickens. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fun. So I'm going to talk about four players here and I kind of want you to just talk a little bit about of them, about them and then kind of rank them. And I'm going to do kind of the same thing. So I'm going to talk about Jerry Judy possibly returning in this game. DJ Chark, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then Adam Thielen. As far as where you would rank them and start them, and then how you see them kind of this week and and going forward even. So i definitely put Adam Thielen first of that group, especially for this week. Uh, You know, it's a pretty good matchup for for Adam Thielen this week. So I, I like him. Um... And I think, you know, going forward, he's always going to be, you know, a, a pretty good target in a, in a good offense. So I think I would probably continue with him. I, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Donovan Peoples-Jones. So it's it's very possible that his upside could be higher going forward with Deshaun Watson. But uh, as far as things go right now, I would go Thielen. Then I think, I'm, I, think I might go DJ Chark next. Uh, the Lions, with all of the pieces back and healthy, seem to be getting that offense going again. And I think he's uh, maybe the second favorite wide receiver there for uh, for uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, yeah, his name fell out of my head there. Uh, and so I think there's I think there's enough volume, and you don't have Hawkins in there anymore, so it's kind of Amon-Ra and chark and swift and those guys so i think chark could definitely rise in in his target share as he's coming off the injuries and stuff and so i think i'd go him second donovan people's jones third and jerry judy it's you know it's the offense it's the injury like i'm i'm concerned there so i I think he'd be the bottom of the list yeah so i'm pretty i'm pretty similar to you i I think thielen is is my number one um especially right now this week uh i actually i i really like thielen this week i think there's a good chance that he finds the the end zone this week especially with the the team that they're playing against i think jefferson's going to draw a lot of attention from that pretty good secondary um I, I do like DJ Chark second, especially in a full PPR league. Um, I, I and, do uh, like Chark. You know, honestly, like we, every, we've talked a ton about Sauce Gardner. Everybody's talked about Sauce Gardner, but uh, the Jets' other defensive back over there is really good as well. Uh, yeah. The other corner there, so it's actually a pretty tough matchup. But I do, I do think that you know the majority of the scheming and attention will be placed on Justin Jefferson, and it can leave Thielen with some openings. So um, I agree it, with that. Yeah, it and it's still you know that their passing defense is good, but it's still not you know like so you don't have to like bench everybody against them or anything like that. It's not it's not crazy. So and then I also agree. Donovan Peoples Jones is somebody that interests me possibly more going forward in this season. We could see um, them lean a little bit more on the run game, especially this week going up against Houston. We could see a bigger game out of Chubb just to allow Watson to get back into the swing of one, playing football again, and two, just, you know, 
building that chemistry with the the receivers and stuff. But I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody that does kind of interest me a little bit. Another receiver that interests me going forward on that team is is uh, David Bell. Yeah. Um, he's had like five targets the last three games. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of interested to see where he's going to be at with uh, Deshaun Watson returning. Um, and if we see an uptick in the passing game as well. Definitely. Uh, especially with Njoku out. So, yeah, and then Jerry I, I wouldn't the on on David Bell for just a second. I wouldn't like rush out to go grab him in any kind of redraft league. Probably uh, it's going to take some time for that chemistry to build, um, you know, and so we're probably not going to see much of an impact this year. But you got to like make sure that he's owned in a dynasty league because of his low impact so far this year. And because he was, you know, not not super highly drafted in some leagues. Uh, it, it's possible that he has been dropped. And so just go, go make sure that he's owned. You might even be able to buy him pretty low. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Like he's a good, extremely low, low in, a, in a dynasty league. And he's probably if, owned in most dynasty leagues, but yeah. you know, just make sure you're checking for these, for some of these guys yep. who haven't had an impact that, you know, very well could have a second year breakout. Yeah. And Jerry Judy's the lowest for me as well. Just, I mean, really, it's just coming down to the offense. I mean, it, it, we saw last week 81 yards through three quarters. I mean, that's just not going to accumulate to a lot of points in the wide receiver position um, on the Broncos. And Sutton is going to get a majority of those, those yards regardless. Um, so that's not really going to turn into a lot for Jerry Judy um, right now. So I, I agree with that one. Um Let's talk about the tight end position a little bit. Uh, you know, how do you feel about Cole Komet this week now with Fields returning? Are you willing to go back into that pool and and see what he can do again this week? Are you starting him? Yes. Yes, I where would. Do you, where do you have him, like, ranked around? Like, we talked a lot about, like, Foster Moreau. Um, do you have him higher or lower than Foster Moreau? I think I'd have him a little bit higher than Foster Moreau. But back yes, in, yeah. like kind of back mm-hmm. into the tight end ones. Um, but actually, you know what? He's probably more like a mid tight end one around that like tight end six or so. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy, too? But, yeah. Yeah. But if he gets a touchdown, like we said, you know, I mean, if any of these guys get touchdowns, I mean, that changes everything for the tight end position right now. I so, would expect he that he'll have chance. more volume than a lot of people at the tight end position. So, well, and we could probably, I mean, this is my assumption. Um, we may see more of a passing offense anyways, so they can try and limit fields getting, you know, hit too hard. So, yeah, you know, commits that safety blanket as well for him. So you could see a little bit more out of him. So, yeah, I think it's um, a, a good play this week, actually. Yeah. Let's touch on, um, Zonovan Knight here. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about him, how you you are willing to take that dart throw on him in like a DFS lineup and stuff like that. In in a league, in like a redraft league, you know, where whereabouts would you have him, you know, if you were to name some other running backs like okay, like uh Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, would you prefer Zonovan Knight over both of them? I think I would have him uh, definitely over Algier and in probably just a couple spots ahead of uh, Cordero Patterson. Now that we know that Michael Carter's most likely not going to play. Okay. So yeah, that's, are you I, worried at all about James Robinson? 
I don't think so. And I don't think there's any situation in which I'd play James Robinson this week that, you know, just not having a lot of time to get incorporated into the offense and then being a healthy scratch last week. Hopefully that was just because he hasn't had the time, but even, you know, with an extra week this week and if he's active, which I expect he will be due to, you know, the injuries and stuff. But I, I don't expect he'll have a huge snap share this week. So I, I would expect Don, Zonovan Knight, who's been there, you know, since since the draft and went through training camp and all that and has had some time in this offense to uh, see the majority of the workload this week. So, OK, now what about uh, let's talk about, like, I guess these three guys together, because I kind of see them all in a pretty similar tier. I mean, two of them, I think, are higher than the other. But I'm curious where you're at with like Elijah Moore, Curtis Samuel and Darius Slayton. Um as far as like which ones would you take a flex play on any of these three guys this week in a half PPR or full PPR league? Yeah, I still don't think I want to play Elijah Moore. It's it's a good matchup. And with Mike White at the helm, you know, I mean, you know, that guy's like walking into the Hall of Fame easily. So uh, I, I think <laughs> if you're going to play Elijah Moore, now is the time. But I don't I don't think I'd prefer to do that. He's going to be like probably a low end wide receiver three high end wide receiver four for me, where if you need to flex him because you've got a lot of injuries or something, it, you know, maybe that's possible. But, uh, you know, in like a deep dynasty league, you might be flexing him. Um, but yeah, in a redraft league, there's probably better options at the top of the waiver wire. You have Curtis Samuel higher or lower than Elijah Moore. I would have Curtis Samuel higher, but not by much. Uh, I've, you know, my confidence, like I think yours and Josh's in him has has failed a little bit now. Uh, it's just been too many weeks in a row. And with Heineke, he doesn't seem to be quite as involved. So And they're winning. So it, it, I don't think it's something that they're like focusing on fixing immediately. Um, yeah. So I actually Darius, have Elijah more a little higher than, than, than Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. Just because we've seen the the usage go up a little bit. And if we start to see a little bit more snap percentage out of Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore this week, then I definitely like him more than Curtis Samuel. His just, overall like his overall upside is way higher. Elijah Moore yeah. could be phenomenal. Like we what we saw in flashes of him last year was incredible. So, you know, I, yeah. I do like Elijah Moore a lot, uh, but um I, I'm no, still wanting to wait on like him Darius a little Slayton, bit. Then. Darius Slayton, I like actually. Um, the, you know, there's not a ton of pass catching options for the Giants. We've been over that a ton. Uh, the, that they really need Ellinger back because he's awesome. And uh, but I, I think with Slayton, let's okay. There it is. Sorry, they play the Commanders. Um, yeah, I I like Slayton this week. I think it's a it's a decent matchup. They're gonna need somebody to move the ball outside of uh, of Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones running. So I think Slayton's the the play there. I see him as probably a high end wide receiver three this week. That's kind of where I'm at. I I have it Slayton more Samuel if I was to rank the three. Okay, I think I'd go Slayton Samuel more, but Samuel and more are pretty far behind Slayton. Yeah, you know, that's kind of good where I'm 10 at to too. 12 spots probably. Yep. Okay. Um now what about Devonta Smith this week? I 
I'm kind of on the side where I think Devonta Smith could be a pretty interesting flex option this week. I agree. So I, I actually do like him. Uh, um, I guess in terms of some of these other guys we've talked about, like DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, you know, where would you have Devonta Smith like higher than both of those guys? Uh, yeah, I think so. This week, he he looks yeah. like a really good play to me this week. I'm, I'm right there with you. So um, we talked a little bit uh, on Wednesday's episode or Thursday's episode on the Jeff Wilson, like Raheem Mostert. You know, I, I'm worried. I, I did not start Jeff Will or I'm not going to start Jeff Wilson this week just because of the the defense that he's going up against. Do either of them interest you in this game? with that defense or is there one that interests you more than the other? You know, I will. It's a revenge game for both of them. Mm. So that's, that's interesting. And there was know. a lot of smack talk. There is a lot of smack talk. Going so, on right now. Okay. Like some, a lot of that was completely overblown. Like I read through Raheem Mostert's statements because some people took completely out of context, what he was saying. And like, he what he was trying to say about the quarterback and the team was in comparison to previous Dolphins teams and how Tua had played in the past, not compared to the Niners. And so he like went and clarified that for everybody like that, that, you know, he was what he was meaning was entirely different. So I don't think there's been as much smack talk as it's been made out to be. But um, I I. I don't think there's going to be a lot done by these running backs in this game. I think if Miami wants to get this, you know, get uh, out to a lead in this game or try and win this game at any point, they're going to have to do it through uh, Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle and Tua Tagovailoa. And you know, the, the, um, the secondary is the place you can exploit the Niners. You're not going to be like winning through the run game most likely. So I, I would, probably try and steer away from the run game here yeah i'm the same way i'm trying to steer clear of it a little bit but you know it's interesting so another interesting running back who, is kyron who, williams can i ask you who would you rather play between the two jeff wilson i think so too i think i'd rather I just play think, jeff wilson. i think that that he would have a better chance of finding the end zone of the two um but it's a it's a tough one. I mean, this is going to be a. I think this is going to be more of a dogfight than I think people are ready for. Uh, I you think know, so too. So I I definitely I definitely think they're going to pass the ball a lot. I this mean, they didn't run the ball a- against Houston. Why are they going to run the ball against San Francisco? Yeah, so. and this is the but this is probably the biggest test Miami's had so far. Like, yeah, they've played the Bills and they beat the Bills and. Uh, that's fantastic, but like they, I don't think they've played a defense quite like this. No, no, this is going to be a this is going to be a test for sure. So, um, what about another running back? Interesting running back, Kyron Williams. Uh, I, I will just I worry about the Rams' offense a lot. Yeah, I would just avoid it at all costs. Like to be honest, I would avoid pretty much everybody that is on the Rams. They're home against the Seahawks. It's not a bad matchup, and I don't like. There's not a lot of other options for where the ball can go. So I don't, I just don't know how much they're going to run the ball. Like I, I would just rather don't. play Zonovan Knight. Yeah, 
I would but too. I would play Kyron Williams over Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. I would play Jeff Wilson over him. But not Raheem Mostert. Not Raheem Mostert, though. Okay. They're all pretty close to me. I, I, I would think. play Kyron Williams over Tyler Algier, though. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about a couple of more wide receivers here. Uh Juju Smith-Schuster, Matt Collins, and then the the combo at Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter with Mike Williams now being ruled out. Um, how would you rank them, and where are you on actually flexing them or starting them in a redraft or even Dynasty League this, this week? Um, I would put them pretty much in the order you said them. Juju first, uh, the over-under and his involvement in that team. So, uh, you know, give me Juju. Then give me Matt Collins. I think it's a good matchup for Matt Collins, actually. And with a lot of the, you know, obviously the coverage is going to gravitate towards Devontae Adams. Doesn't mean it's going to do anything because he's incredible. But Matt Collins is going to definitely get some in this offense where you're still missing Waller and uh, Renfro out on IR. So I like Matt Collins as as a play this week. He's a decent flex. Uh, or low-end wide receiver two should have at least the volume to have a decent floor, especially in a full PPR. And then I think this week I would play DeAndre Carter over Josh Palmer. Um, like I think, I think Josh Palmer is a coin flip to me. <laughs> like, I think it is too, and that's why I'd rank them last because I don't know which one is actually going to get it done. But uh, I'm going to take a chance on DeAndre Carter this week in places where I need to and try and bench Josh Palmer if I can, just because of the way things have played out in the past when it's been Keenan Allen's there and Mike Williams misses, DeAndre Carter seems to really get involved. So, um, Yeah, gonna he plays that Mike it. Williams role really well. Yeah, um, I'll, so. I'll take the shot if I have to. He's, he's in my DFS lineup, so in places yeah. like that, I'll take a shot there. Yeah, um, and then Isaiah Pacheco uh, going up against Cincinnati. Um, you know, he seems to be taking over that RB one role pretty well. Um, and I, I think it's a pretty decent matchup for him this week. Uh, you know, depending on how the game script goes, you could see him find the end zone again this week. Yeah. The Bengals are turning into a decent run defense, but I, I agree that Pacheco could be a really good play this week with the high over under and it's, you know, it's the chiefs. So, uh, they're going to have plenty of scoring opportunities, and he has definitely taken over that RB one role there at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Pacheco's probably a better play than any of the running backs we've listed so far. What Other about than, Tony Pollard? Let's see. Would you yeah. go yeah, Pacheco over Tony Pollard? Let's see. Cowboys play the Colts. All right. Ah, man, that's really close. That's a a close one. That's a really tough one. I think they're both like high end RB2, low end RB1 this week. So, you know, right at that like 10 to 15 range. I think I would too uh, with the track record and the Cowboys are favored by 10 and a half. So there could be a lot of opportunity for Pollard and Zeke to, to just carry it a lot. So I think I'd go Pollard, but that's close. And the, but I'd like to play both of them honestly. If I'm if I'm sitting there with both of those guys, and I have uh, like a stud running back as well, 
then I'm looking at who I'm flexing for my wide receiver and seeing if maybe I'm a little more confident in Pollard or Pacheco than the baseline my third wide receiver or fourth wide receiver or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's uh, stick in that same game as Pollard with Pittman and Michael Gallup um, and even Paris Campbell and how you feel of those three this week. Uh, You know, Pittman and Campbell going up against a really good Dallas defense and then Gallup getting the, the Colts defense there. Yeah. Pittman. I think you're playing Pittman. It's hard to take him out of your lineup. It's really hard to take him out of your lineup. So I think you're still playing Pittman. It's tough, man. This Dallas D though is so good. So if you have better options, like that's, this is one of the times where you might want to try and look elsewhere. I definitely wouldn't play Paris Campbell. And um, I play Gallup over Paris Campbell. I would as well. And I don't want to play Gallup really like, The targets and the snap share and stuff are coming up. Like it's been getting progressively better since he came back from injury a few weeks ago. But there's just like, they're not going to need to throw all that much. So unless he catches an early touchdown, like a first half touchdown, they're probably not, you know, there's probably a pretty low odds of him having a second half touchdown because they're not going to need him to. Yep. You know, it's yeah. it's just they they could easily run away with this game. So I'm not super confident in Gallup. I would play him over Paris Campbell, but uh I wouldn't play him over Pittman and uh, I I like to just steer away from all of those guys. Mhm. Yeah, I think Pittman's hard to take out of your lineup. I don't think Pittman's a bad play just because he's going to get the usage and you know, you still see him get some catches. He's still an elite wide receiver. You're still going to get some decent yards out of him, and you just hope he finds the end zone this week. Yeah, you, know? you got to hope for a touchdown because the upside otherwise is is a little capped for sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about Rashad White. Um, you know, in terms of where do you rank him this week as far as like, um, you know, wide uh, RB two? Um, do you have a above like Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know, where would you start him with four with Fournette out anyways? I don't think I have him quite that high. So you would still go Pacheco Pollard then. No, White. you know what? I I'm going to have to go with Rashad white over both of those guys over Pacheco and Pollard. So that's, that's where I'm at as well. Um, yeah. With no like Fournette, usage. with no with, Fournette, with I like no Fournette, yeah, over Pacheco, over Pollard. If Fournette ends up playing, um, I would definitely play Pacheco over him, and I, we said Pollard over Pacheco as well. So that's yeah. you know that's where that's at. But so this is a crazy one to even say, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Mike Evans. Yeah, we and, talked a little bit about him yesterday, and, and the, I said I would bench him. And that might be something crazy to say, um, but uh, I would bench him. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, I would start him over a majority of these guys that we've listed in this flex area, which, you know, doesn't say a lot about a lot of people's rosters. You may have to start them, but in a full PPR league, I would probably start like a Zay Jones over him, um, a Devonta Smith probably over him. but it's yeah. I 
just don't like the matchup. Um, Zay Jones and Devonta Smith, I'm confident enough in that I would start them over Mike Evans this week. Yeah, I think I would draw the line around like Mac Collins. You yeah, know, I, probably, I, don't think I would I start I have, him over Mac Collins. Like I, I have enough confidence in Juju. I would start Juju over him, oh, but definitely. I don't have that confidence yeah. in Traylon Burks. I'm not. Yeah, you know, me either. So yeah. like. That's kind of the line. He these, could still find the end zone. Yeah, definitely. And these these guys that have a track record and have you know are are proven producers at the wide receiver position, start them over Mike Evans this week if you have that option. Um, but yeah. yeah, anybody that you're unsure about, like, okay, how about this? Pickens, Pickens or Evans? Pickens. Ooh. Okay. I'm I'm probably like way way lower than consensus on Mike Evans this week, but I just don't like the matchup. I don't like the history of what he does when he plays. <coughs> excuse me, the Saints, and I just uh, I worry about where he's going to be. I mean, Adam Thielen. You, I would start Evans over Thielen. Okay. Yeah, just well, so you're because... really you're pretty high on Pickens then. I, I, I do like Pickens this week. I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see him as like a middle to high end wide, wide receiver too this week. Um, I think he could find the end zone. I like the matchup for them. Um, and I, I think he could get, you know, one of those early touchdowns for them, especially with the running back position being kind of banged up. Um, I do kind of like Pickens this week. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think it is time for the DFS SmackDown. So we do not we do not have Josh here. Uh, we do have his lineup, so we yeah. will read off his lineup. Um, we decided that we are going to start fresh, so no one is going to be swapping anybody out uh, this week because we took a week off. So we're just going to go ahead and start this one fresh. Everybody and we gets don't their know the scores from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, that, that does play a little <laughs> bit of role in it. So um, uh, why don't you go ahead and give your uh, quarterback? Uh, I am going Trevor Lawrence this week. Okay. 5,900. Uh, Josh as well went with Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then I went with uh, Joe Burrow uh, at, I believe, 60. Yes, yeah, 6,900 for Joe Burrow. Nice. So um, why don't you give your two running backs? So I went Nick Chubb, 8,000, and Zonovan Knight, 4,600. I loved the Nick Chubb one. I had him in one of my lineups originally, too. So uh, Josh went with Austin Eckler, 8,500 against Vegas, which is a beautiful play. It's such a um, nice play. <laughs> And Jamal Williams against uh, Jacksonville for 6,000. Also a good play. And then I went with David Montgomery against Green Bay, who just cannot stop the running game uh, for 6,200. And Ken Walker against the Rams for 7,000. Nice. And your three wide receivers? I went with Christian Kirk, 6,300. Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,100. And Sky Moore, 3,100. Ah, Sun God and Moore. I like it. Um, Josh went with Brandon Ayuk 
6,100, T. Higgins, 7,200, and Zay Jones for 4,900. And I also have Brandon Ayuk for 6,100, T. Higgins for 7,200, and I went with Garrett Wilson for 5,300. Nice. I'm, I'm leaning on White hard. I hope this dude. <laughs> Don't let me down, White. Uh, all right, tight end, flex, and defense for you. At tight end, I took Travis Kelsey for 7,900. At Ooh. flex, I saved money with uh, Zay Jones, 4,900, who's also a double stack with my uh, Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. And at defense, I saved a ton and took the Titans D at 2,200. Nice. Very nice. They might sink um, me, but uh, we'll see. I actually don't see Josh's defense. Uh, let me see if I can. I can't see who his defense is. So we'll have to get that from him later. But he went with Foster Moreau at tight end and George Pickens for 5,100 as well. Um, so I'll have to get his defense from him later. But I went with uh, Greg Dolchich for 3400 considering everybody on the Broncos is hurt right now, and I just like to feel pain. <laughs> uh, Christian Watson uh, for $5,200. i am chasing the touchdowns. And the Steelers defense against Atlanta for 2600 Nice. Very nice. So there will be uh, – I'm just going to push this because I like to hear it. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna be no punishment, but it'll come next week. Um, still just one of my favorite drops that we have. So uh this should be this should be fun. I really like everybody's lineups. Um they're they're really good this week. Yeah, so it's a fun week. There's some high over-unders, there's some really fun like that Niners game doesn't have a high over-under, but it's gonna be a really good game. So I'm it, it will be a fun one to watch. I, I can't for wait for week football, football this week. Yep, and I can't wait to to come back on on Monday and talk about all the crazy stuff we saw. We get to see Deshaun Watson back on the field, um, you know. Aside everything that he's done off the field, aside, it's it's fun to watch him play football. Um, he's yep. a, he's a good quarterback, so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. And um, have some I wish to shake off. I think it's a big Chubb week, but uh, oh yeah, I hope so. I need him. I got to to play his former team. It's it's crazy. His first game backs against his former team. Like, you know, that just that's just the way it worked out. Yep. Wild. I I wish everybody good luck in uh, week 13, except for Zach. Um, I need to lock up the one seed so I don't have to worry about playing Jordan in the first round. So (laughs) um, let's just let's just hope that Zach. uh, does not beat me this week, but no, I wish everybody luck in week 13 and hope everybody's getting ready for those playoffs next week. We'll really start gearing up and we'll, we'll break down playoff matchups and things like that. Uh, so people can start looking at defenses, good defensive, excuse me, good defenses to, to have. So that'll probably be on, um, Wednesday's episode. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that we should do that on either Wednesday or, or Friday. We'll we'll look into uh, yeah. the week 14 matchups to to start targeting and, and looking at. Um, so uh, get ready for that. And again, we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. Uh, you can find Josh at BCFF Josh and me at BCFF underscore Brandon. 
And you can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Best of luck in week 13. And uh, let's just enjoy some great football this weekend. Thank you guys so much.